Welcome to Battleground. We are back after a long pause. Uh, just so you guys that uh, have been following our podcast and didn't know what happened, um, I'm going to share a little bit real quick. Um, my father passed away in some. He decided to take needed uh, a little bit of time to uh, to kind of work through things and, uh, and 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 take a little time off. But anyways, we are back. We're excited. All great guests today. The former uh, assistant secretary, uh, uh, Trump administration official, John Wolf Wagner. We have Jim Hansen also joining us today. Um, man, what a shit show, huh? Um, you know, the whole situation. I mean, we haven't been on the air for a while, so there's so much to talk about. But uh, I'm going to leave our guests to talk about what's going on now. But I'm going to briefly touch up um, the election result. Total bullshit. I don't care what anybody says. Uh, there is no way that walking zombie got 81 or 82 million votes. It's impossible. Uh, we saw Kamala Harris uh, go to California with her husband, and there were two clowns out there to greet him. No way 82 million people voted for them. Um, it, it, it's a clown show. This guy, uh, you know, close to 50 or, or more than 50 executive actions nothing from the from the left-wing media they seem to apply uh, to applaud it they're like seals when trump had six they're screaming that he was a uh, these people um they're hypocrites uh they're marxist they want to destroy this country that's just plain and simply how it is um there, there's just no way that nobody is complaining about them. But let's add uh, our, our first guest, John Wolf Wagner. Um, hey, Wolf, great to have you on the show, man. Uh, you're a stud. You're, you're a vet. You're, you're a patriot. Um, you served with the president, uh, with the real president, um, you know, last, last period. Um, man, um, there's so much to talk about. I don't know where you go, but I'd love to ask you, since you were at the VA, you were at HHS, um, you have Biden who gets, you know, two vaccines before he's even inaugurated. And then in his town hall says that there's no vaccines available when he took office. I mean, the guy's a jackass, a blatant liar. The media doesn't call out his lies. Meanwhile, they uh, count uh, all kinds of crap as lies for Trump. You know, they, they claim that there is no plan in place. And Fauci says there was a plan. They say that they're going to vaccinate a million people. Uh, a day, you know, 100, 100 million people in 100 days. The Trump administration, as you well know, was already doing about that number anyways. So what the fuck is going on, man? I mean, you know, these, these people are a freaking disgrace. Um, I don't know. I mean, talk to us, man. Good morning. Thanks for having me back on, Ivan. It's good to see you again. Glad to join you here on uh, Battleground. I think it's been uh, a number of uh, years, a couple of years since the last time I joined you in the studio. Um, and That's you're right. Great. A lot has gone on uh, in the intervening time period just since the election. Um, I was very thankful for being able to work for Mr. Trump and President Trump uh, throughout his uh, tenure there, starting with, uh, with his team back at the convention in Cleveland. Uh, where we first had a chance to work together uh, as you were a surrogate uh, for the team. Uh, one of the things that you brought up was uh, Biden's statement that there was no plan in place. As you all know, I was at HHS working with Operation Warp Speed folks, as well as the Assistant Secretary, uh, Dr. Bob Cadlick, 
who came up with the warp speed program. Uh, and I've got the drawings on his whiteboard where he developed this to have a plan to get a vaccine out. There's even pictures out there of uh, now Mr. Biden, he's not my president, I'm not going to call him that, uh, receiving a vaccination. I don't know. Not, not my president either, by the way. <laughs> and and the, I'll, I'll give you some information. Just yesterday morning, I received my first of two uh, vaccination shots for the Pfizer vaccine from Veterans Affairs. Uh, I went into the, the VAMC here, the Veterans Medical Center, and there is a absolutely rock solid process to get veterans in, get them an inoculation uh, vaccine and get them through as quickly as possible. It was amazing. Um, I think the numbers for the VA right now are up over a million and a half veterans have been vaccinated. I knew that somewhere around last Wednesday, it was up at 1.3, 1.5. I'm sure in the intervening days, they've, they've added greatly to that number. Um, and they're well on their way to getting every veteran uh, that they can reach uh, vaccinated as promptly as possible. Uh, hats off to Dr. Stone and his team there uh, for what they're doing to support vets and, and keep them healthy. Um, also, you talked about you know some of the, the things that uh, Biden is running into right now. Uh, just this morning, even the folks in Australia are saying he is having issues with ruling the country. They can see it from their vantage point. And Australia, you can't say it was an exact Trump-supporting uh, government out there uh, or New Zealand, but they even they are saying that they think the leader of the free world has an issue with uh, properly uh, working through the government. So we've got a real struggle ahead of us with this administration. I think it's going to be troublesome, and uh, we're going to have a lot to cover uh, very quickly. Uh, the 50-some the uh, EOs that he's issued, many of them, we're set to remove all the Trump uh, EOs. Uh, he's removed many of them, uh, basically calling them null and void. Uh, one big thing that many people aren't aware of is that he uh, issued one that basically removed all time tenured uh, appointees from the administration in positions around the government. This is something where they appoint them to a three, four, to even up to six year position and they're appointed. And it has been uh, for decades in the past where those folks uh, across different administrations are allowed to remain as long as they don't do something illegal or try and uh, overstep their authority or something that you know would normally get you removed from a position no matter who you're serving. Even if you were appointed by that president and you overstep, they will probably take you back. But uh, Biden basically, in a blanket move, removed all of them from DOD, which is going to have a significant effect on the administration of uh, our Department of Defense. Hey, Wolf, I think our uh, our connection kind of dribbled out there a little bit, but uh, you're still on, right? Yes, I'm here. Yes, I can. I hear you now. There's a bit of a Are pause there. Okay. Yeah. I thought I lost you there for a minute, but you know, it, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. I mean, look, this, this guy's trying to take credit for everything that you guys did. Uh, his things, getting a vaccine done in record time, operation warp speed was a complete success. And, uh, and you know, now you have, you know, people like Cuomo screaming that, uh, we can't continue to keep everything shut down, that we need to open the economy. 
that it's costing people's jobs. They didn't care about that at the beginning because it was all about defeating Trump. Um, now that it's destroying, you know, their administration, they're, they're very rapidly calling for, uh, reaching herd immunity. We just had the other day, uh, uh, Johns Hopkins and somebody else say that we're going to reach herd immunity by April. Uh, that, that, that is, uh, that that's amazing. I mean, this guy's a superhero, right? I mean, he walks in the door and all of a sudden, you know, COVID is gone. It's disappeared. CNN knows no longer it's counting how many infected and how many deaths. I mean, it's a hoax. It's, it's a complete hoax. I was just down in Florida celebrating my birthday with my wife's, um, Everything was open. Everything was rocking. We went out. We hit a couple bars, uh, and and it was just a lot of fun, like regular life. It was just amazing. Yeah, there was some you know uh, capacity issues, but in general, everything was working. And as me and you, who live up here in D.C., it, you know, it's a ghost town. And it's a disgrace. Everything's shut down. People are losing their jobs. People are losing their homes. Um, this administration has kicked this moratorium for. As you know, foreclosures and evictions and all that, you have properties that you haven't been paid on since uh, May or March, I think, of last year. Um, this this situation can't continue. Yeah, there's a lot of people that, are, that I think are impacted by this uh, artificial shutdown of the economy, um, and it's not really their fault. Um, but, you know, how long can you keep, you know, people not paying their bills? Uh, eventually, you got you to gotta stop that, and, and the economy is going to collapse when that happens. And I think these guys are tremendously irresponsible. Um, Dr. Fauci just this morning was quoted as saying that uh, during an interview, and I believe it was with CNN, uh, that we may be mask wearing into 2022, uh, which will be used as an excuse to keep people apart and to keep the businesses and uh, the small mom and pops, you know, out of the picture. I can't see any scenario at this point in time where we will need to continue wearing masks that long. Once you've been vaccinated and you've received a vaccine and you have taken the proper steps, I don't see where, and we reach that herd immunity that you, you've mentioned, I don't see where we'll need to take such drastic measures. I think we can keep some precautions in place, but the wholesale shutdown, uh, closure, the restrictions of 20, only 25% of our customers being allowed to go in, I don't think that's going to remain. I don't think that is something that's... Uh, going to be able to continue for much longer, if at all. Uh, I think once we reach into the summer, I think we're going to return much, much closer to a normal operating period. Yeah, it's it's insane, man. Um, it, it's insane. It's and, you know, here's here's the big challenge is. You, you just said you just mentioned mass in the 2022. Um, if the vaccine works, why do you need mass? Um, again, I, I can't understand, you know, why he would think that. I don't think he's hedging a bet. Um, I, I, I Dr. Fauci is, is not an idiot. I mean, he, but he is somebody that definitely likes to stay in the limelight. He's definitely somebody that wants. Well, he's you know, a partisan hacker. That's that what he is. Thing, I think by saying that kind of thing, he just stays in the, the public discourse. I think that's what he's trying to do is remain relevant. Um, he's a he's a he's a hack man he's an absolute hack hey hey uh hey hey wolf uh we we have your buddy jim on on back in uh in, in the backstage so we're gonna add him to the stream um hey jim welcome to battleground man and thanks for joining us you got your buddy over here wolf on on uh you know on on the show warming up for you we were just talking about uh your, your buddy fauci over at uh at uh 
you know, Biden's Biden administration's uh, COVID task force. You know, we know you guys go a long way and you guys share a lot of views and, you know, <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure I don't share much in the way of anything with Fauci except a carbon-based life form existence. That's it. But you're the intelligent life form. Yeah, there you go. Right. There you yeah, go. That, that's true. That is true. <laughs> hey, we, you know what? What a disgrace these people are. We we went through the you know whole laundry list of all the crap they were going to do, and they were trying to take credit for all the uh, Trump successes before they even got inaugurated, right? Um, you know, in his town hall, he said that there are no vaccinate, no vaccines available. And we know that was total bullshit because he got his two vaccines before he was inaugurated. Um, they said that they were going to vaccinate a hundred Americans, uh, you know, a hundred million Americans by, by in the first 100 days, we already know the Trump administration was, uh, vaccinating between 700,000 and a million one, you know, per day. So, you know, th that's an accomplishment that, uh, Hey, somebody else did for him. Uh, he said that there was no plan in place. And then Fauci said that there was a plan in place. Uh, you know, it, it, it's just total garbage. Uh, the other day, they, they in his, in his uh, town hall also, or, or, or one of the talk shows, they said they wanted to get at least 50% of the schools open at least one day a week. We know that at least 62% of the schools are already open at least one day a week. Why isn't the media calling out these clowns? Because they're on the same team. There's a reason they're known as the palace scribes. You know, they will do whatever the uh, the royalty of the Dem Party and the and the woke mafia tells them to do, and they essentially function. I mean, the polite way to say it is they are the communications wing of the Democrat Party. Uh, the impolite way to say it, or the accurate way to say it, is they are propagandists for the left, and that's what they do. Right. So they they're never going to tell the truth. And they will cover for Biden, who is at this point so cognitively impaired, he's not sure whether he did get vaccinated or not. That's why he didn't remember it, is he can't remember what he cool. had for lunch. He's pretty sure he wants some butterscotch pudding this afternoon, though. <laughs> hey, you know what? I don't think there's ever been a time uh, where, where we've had somebody who doesn't know who he is or where he is half, half the time. I mean, it's it's amazing. We can't. We joked around it a lot before the election saying, you know, e even with all the crap that they're pulling with this COVID and shutdowns and trying to destroy the greatest economy in, in the last 50 plus years, uh, you know, with the greatest unemployment numbers ever, right, in history, we had everything going for this, for, for you know, the previous administration. We knew it was going to be a slam dunk. We had people like Chris Matthews saying, this is going to be like 1972, 49, 49 states to one. It's going to be a slaughter. They shut it down artificially. The media just goes crazy. We saw the Time Magazine article saying how they virtually cheated, conspired, right? Colluded to uh, take down fortified. the president. They um, fortified the election. Know, yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, I, I just don't, um, I, I, I don't understand, you know, because we, we joked about it is, will the American people vote for somebody who, doesn't know who he is half the time, doesn't know where he is, you know, the other half, and is hiding in a basement 90% of the time. And we used to kid around and said, there's no way that's going to happen. Yet here we are. Um, what's going to happen, Jim? And, and, you know. Oh, I'll tell you what's going to happen. Sometime, whether it's before the midterms, he might make it to the midterms. Does, but he, before does, the does, end, he, does he end on this guy getting thrown out? 
No, he's he's going to resign before the end of his term so that Kamala Harris can run as an incumbent and go ahead and and be the first black female president. You know, they're going to take that one by by force. I want to ask you what your opinion is on him doing it just after the uh, mid, just after the mids, because if he goes more than two years, she can actually run two more times. Yeah, and that'd be smart. I think the the danger is they're they're likely to lose the house in the midterms. You know, there was not. I mean, if you look at the the election with everything that was wrong and and everything that was cheated, we still picked up what ten or twelve seats in the House of Representatives. You know, it's not like there was love for Biden. It's not Jesus like gosh, there is right? love for the agenda of the left or wokeness in general. People are scared of that and they don't like it. So there there's a good chance they're going to lose the House in. Uh, 2022. So that would be the only reason he wouldn't do that is to go ahead and resign early so that she could be campaigning as president and they could be riding that wave. But I think you're right. It, it gives her the chance for two full terms. Um, not that I think America can stand Kamala Harris. I'm not sure she can be elected. She no. is a, a horribly unlikable person. And I think that'll come through the second she's the one in the limelight. Yeah, I mean, everybody thought that the most disliked human being in the world was Hillary Clinton until, you know, we, we met Kamala Harris, you know, and uh, and realized that, that it was possible to see worse and meet worse, you know. But um, I, I don't know, guys. I mean, look, uh, hey, Jim, you know, you, you're a, sport, a former Special Forces guy. I know, Wolf, you know, you're you're a former Air Force guy as well. You, Ooh, Ooh, Army. Army. I'm <laughs> bad in, in the war zone. Um Jim, we, we talked about this before the um, before the election. We talked about, you know, is this shit going to play out in the streets? What's going to happen if Trump wins? What's going to happen if Biden wins? And then we see what happened January 6th. Um, you know, we see videos from all kinds of people. I know people that were down there. Uh, it was very peaceful. It was a good opportunity. You know, people were down there, families with strollers pushing around their kids. Um, and then all of a sudden, you know, a couple agitators show up, you know, and, and cause a little chaos. And now they want to brand everybody that supports the president as a domestic terrorist. Um, are we really going to put up with that bullshit? I mean, what's going to happen? What happens here? How does it end? Should write a book. I know I was, I, I thought you were going to go get it too. Cause it, it was a perfect time for the plug. That's it. Someone's ready. No, here's the, here's the left game. All right, they yeah. were looking for an excuse to make white supremacy and domestic terrorism their issue. I mean, it already was, but they weren't getting any traction. The problem with the Capitol riot is it gave them what they wanted. And so now they're treating a one-day event, where, as you said, now I, I think there's there were probably several dozen people who had legitimately bad intentions and who should be going to prison, and I'm fine with that. You know, I think the kind I of agree. people who went there with zip cuffs and stun guns and stuff like that should go to jail. But the rest of those people were simply, you know, having a bit too much fun. And then when the cops started letting people in, right. how are you going to blame people once the cop just busted the doors open and then a bunch of people flooded in and started taking pictures? You know, the bulk right. of that was not anything near a riot. It was not an attempted coup. It was not sedition or insurrection. But they're using it as that. And right now, Merrick Garland, the non-Supreme Court justice, is in his confirmation hearing and he's promising to treat white supremacy and domestic terrorism as one of his top issues as the attorney general. And that should scare the crap out of you because they're not talking about actual yeah. terrorists. They're talking about criminalizing conservatism.
That's we're insane, going, man. We're going back to the days that, of that the uh, Southern Poverty Law Center and how they set out the Ivan, you still with us? I think we lost you there, Wolf. Uh, you there? Yeah, 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 we're here. Okay. I think we lost you for a second. But you were saying, go ahead, Wolf. No, I was saying that we're back to the days of the Southern Poverty Law Center and how they set out a lot of the definition for who is a white supremacist or who is uh, actually anti-government and things like that, which they've renounced in the years uh, since. And I know that was back in the uh, uh, late uh, 2000s. But I think we're going to be going back to that kind of a definition of who and, and what uh, is determined to be a terrorist based on the leftist ideology, not based on anything that's going to really count. Does this have legs, Jim? I mean, can they get away with this? Um, how long does it last? Because this is going to be typical textbook Latin American Marxist politics of going after your political opponents. Um, this is exactly what it is. We just saw it down in, uh, we're seeing that down in Colombia where they're going after former president Uribe. Uh, we saw it in Peru where they chased every single political opponent down and put them in jail. We're seeing that that's textbook, you know, uh, that, that's what they do, right? Mm -hmm. Are they going to do that here? Are they going to start locking us up? Well, look at it this way. How many people have they already arrested for the Capitol riot? It's 250. All right. They've got 250 arrests for the Capitol riot. How many did they have for the entire year of BLM and Antifa riots? Nowhere near that many. And they've still got, they got 500 open cases for one day of rioting at the Capitol. They're not going to treat, there's not going to be one set of rules. There's not going to be equal protection under the law. They have decided that we are the, you know, anyone on the right is the actual enemy. And like you said, they are using absolute, the, the same kind of tactics of, of a strong arm regime. Um, and, and more accurately though, I would say it's more like the Soviet Union or communist China. They're using yeah. socialist and communist techniques of a totalitarian state to go after their political enemies. Same outcome, you know, because it's not like Biden's a strong leader or a tyrant of any kind. He's, as we mentioned, he's barely there, but the state now is so powerful and it's, it's going to last beyond the Biden regime because of the fact that the permanent bureaucracy agrees with this. So you've got the same people who are going after Trump when he was actually the president are now empowered by the president and his team to go after all of us. And it's a, it's a horrifying danger for the Republic. Yeah, it's pretty crazy, man. I, I I don't know where this ends. I mean, how do we stop it? Um, you mentioned, you know, that they've arrested over 250 people in one day. Um, meanwhile, you know, nothing's happened with the Black Lives Matter people with Antifa all over the country that, you know, destroyed, burned down, looted, rioted, you know, assaulted and killed people, you know, for an entire summer. Um, and they're back out again, right? They're back out again. We see them attacking people, uh, you know, and nothing happens. Um does the law at the end um, stay being the law or is the law now just all politics? That's, that's, you know, I think that's every American's concern, you know, are we, are, are we just sitting ducks here waiting to be attacked 
for our families to be attacked by anybody, you know, that, uh, you know, un under the disguise of, you know, equality or social justice or any kind of those virtual signal bullshit crap like the Coca-Cola stuff that we see, you know, teaching people not to be too white because it's offensive, it's uh, degrading, it's ignorant, it's racist, it's all kinds of crap. I mean, where does this crap end? Where does it stop? Well, that's that's why I called it winning the second civil war is because we need to treat it like that. We are at war with the left because they have been at war with us for decades. We just have been ignoring it. You know, we were all concerned with national security and foreign policy and keeping the world safe for democracy. The problem was the enemy at home was fundamentally transforming this country into a socialist crap hole. And now they own academia, they own popular culture, they own the permanent bureaucracy. And either we start fighting them on that ground or we're gone. We're going to be exiled from the public space. We're going to be persona non grata. So we have to actually, at this point, start acting like the left and do grassroots organizing, go to school board meetings. You know, we have to do all the things. We have to do some federalism and take the places where we have control of state legislature and start making sure the election rules get changed. Make sure that we pass, you know, laws that say you can't censor people on social media over political views. You can do things at the state level, even though we don't control the federal government. And that's how you build enough of a movement to get back to like a Reagan revolution where we came back, you know, and, and we were not much better off when Jimmy Carter was president than we are now. So we can come back from this, but we got to treat it like what it yep. is. And it's a war. Yeah. The Jimmy Carter days were a disaster, but you're right. Yeah. I, I think, you know, we have to treat it like a war because, you know, they certainly are. But here's the problem is that every time they take, you know, power, they push a, a big policy. It's closer to the cliff, closer to the cliff. Look, you know, Obama with Obamacare, we've been trying to get rid of that fucking son of a bitch for 20, for 10 years. And we still can't get rid of it, right? Uh, I think we came close, you know, uh, but McCain fucked that up. So, you know, here we are, we're stuck with that. And now, you know, this son of, this zombie is is the president um who knows what they're gonna push right uh they're talking about green green deal they're talking about 15 an hour minimum wage they're talking about uh what is that crap that they're talking about the the, the monthly allowance uh um, universal basic what, income thousand bucks are going insane um it, it's it's absolutely just insanity uh the medicare for all crap i mean they're gonna shove all kinds of shit down our throats uh you know cocaine mitch is a freaking you know who knows what his problem is you know romney has no freaking balls he's got no backbone so he's in a cave and we know collins and murkowski you know they're gonna vote how they vote and they always have so we're in a jam here man you know unless we can take back the house um i think you know i think the senate's gone i don't know how we win that back i'm, I'm a little less pessimistic about that um, because of a couple things. Number one, the left and the Democrats are hemorrhaging working class voters. All right. The problem is they've gone so crazy. They've gone woke. They've gone insane. They let, you know, the mob burn down businesses and destroy people's livelihoods. They get there uh, associated with the lockdown that has killed everybody's businesses. So all these things that have cost normal Americans their livelihoods 
is associated with Democrat politics. And so I think it's time for the Republican Party to rebrand itself as the party of the working class. And I, I think it's hilarious because, I mean, in my lifetime, we will have a 100% shift where it was country club Republicans, you know, when I was younger. And now we're going to have working class Republicans is going to be the thing. But good. You know, I like working class people better than country club people anyhow. So given a choice, that's who I'd rather associate with. I think there are more of them. And they can see that the Democrat policies, the socialist path they've got us on, is a dismal failure everywhere in the world and demonstrably now here in the United States. So having let the, the left burn down the country, cost billions of dollars in damage and destroyed everybody's livelihood, I think the Republicans would say, hey, guess what? We know how to do this. Stick with us. Is it just you and me, Johnny? I think we lost Ivan. I think, I think we lost yeah, Ivan. No, I'm back. I'm back. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what was going on here. I had the flip uh, Wi-Fi networks, and, uh, and and I'm glad you guys were still connected. But anyways, it, it, it kicked me automatically uh, to, to, to the green room. So, you know, I was able to fix my makeup and uh, shit. <laughs> and it didn't work. It didn't Get do any donuts. Man, no improvements. I got to go back to the green room. Hey, Wolf, um, man, you know, we, we, we've been talking throughout the entire administration, a lot of the stuff that you did at the VA. Um, no other administration ha had the accomplishments that you guys did at the VA, that you took care of our vets. Um, HHS, you know, same thing. You know, the Cuomo situation. We had our friend Mike, right, Caputo, calling his bullshit and calling out his numbers. And uh, Caputo and the media and everybody, uh, uh, Cuomo and the media going after going after Mike over, you know, politicizing the numbers and, and saying he was a hack and going after his family. The typical garbage that they do. And now, lo and behold, we see that, that Caputo was right and Cuomo was wrong. He killed, you know, a lot more people than, uh, than, than he said he did. Um, that guy, you know should be impeached that guy should probably face criminal charges um the media should probably apologize to caputo which they probably won't um you know it's, it's, it's really depressing because uh michael was working very hard to try and get the proper messaging out about what we should be doing uh in regards to the vaccine and in regards to how we work through COVID 19 and he was trying if you remember he was trying to get a lot of that messaging out the media and the Hollywood types and those that, you know, ran the media absolutely had a conniption over the fact that we were trying to do this, saying that we were trying to control the media, that we were trying to control the messaging. Right. And now we read where now uh, Hollywood actors are trying to go, let's, we got to work with the Biden ministry. We got to get people out how they're supposed to do things. And now we see that uh, Facebook and Twitter and those are saying, no, we've got to be able to work with the proper messaging with the government. We never got that with them when we were there. They absolutely refused to work with us no matter what we did. And you recall, they basically blackballed any of the uh, actors or uh, influ uh, influencers that we approached to try and get just the proper kind of messaging. And we were willing to work with anybody, either side of the belief, belief aisle. We didn't care. As long as we could get out the proper info, the correct medical general health info to folks, we were willing to do that. But nobody wanted to step up. Nobody was willing to be 
uh, seen working with us in any way, shape, or form, even if it was the right thing to do. And now they're willing to do it just because it's with the Biden administration. Well, it's about uh, unity, man. I mean, you, you heard your president. <laughs> Didn't he call for unity? I know he's your president, right? Uh, you know what? The, I'm calling him the current occupant of the White House, not the president. There you go. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's definitely not my president. I don't know about I don't know about you, Jim, but uh, I I I just can't call him that, man. He is a uh, he's a zombie. I, I honestly think they stole the election. It's total bullshit. And uh, you know, we'll see where it goes. I mean, um, if we don't if we don't if we don't correct some of these election problems, how are we going to win in 2022? And how are we going to win in 2024? Right? I mean, that's that's the challenge. That's really what's at stake here. People are saying, well, you know, we're going to win in 2022 and 2024. Shit. Trump had, Trump went from what, what was it, like 66, 63 million votes to 74 million, and, uh, and he lost, right? Um, I remember talking to people, you know, okay, we know they're going to cheat. How many more votes does Trump need in order to overcome the cheating? And, you know, we all said, well, you know, if he gets, you know, five, six million more votes than he did in 16, that should be enough to overcome the cheating. And he ended up getting 11 million more, right? And he still lost by shit, you know, uh, by 7 million votes. There's no way in hell that this guy got 80, 81 million, 82 million votes. So how is that going to change in 2022 and 2024? I mean, I, I hear your optimism, Jim. But I, but I got to tell you, I'm just not optimistic. We're going to get slaughtered one more time. They're going to steal it again. Uh, they're going to be running machines and running, you know, um, factories of votes and and, uh, and 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 raising the dead. I mean, you know, Rick, I, dude, Biden is the second coming of Jesus. He's like a freaking messiah. I mean, he's raised more people from the dead than Jesus. I, I, how are we going yeah, to defeat? Think about that? one thing, though. Think about one thing, Ivan. We control a lot of state legislatures, okay? And right now, they're doing the redistricting, yep. all right, for the next election. And Republicans control, I think, two thirds of the districts that are going to be redrawn, all right? So we're going to gain advantages there. California is going to lose some seats because yeah, of population shift. New York's oh, losing a few. So the possibility of being able to actually not just redistrict and gerrymander some more yeah. seats into existence. But remember, we won some, even in that you know garbage election that we had, we still picked up a bunch of seats. So the, the federalism concept is working in our favor because they've got their votes in California, they've got their votes in New York, and the rest of the country is highly competitive. And if we get our state legislatures to rewrite the election laws like they should have, that was a that was a lick on the RNC and on Trump's campaign team for not getting those things changed and challenging that stuff before the election. Now right. we know we know what happened. We've got two years or 18 months, whatever it is, yeah. and we need to get those things done and level the playing field somewhat. They're still going to cheat. Of course, they're going to. But now we know how. And we've got a chance to do that, publicize it, change the rules, and run some solid candidates. I, I you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm not happy about it. I'm not happy about the situation at all. I think we're in horrendously deep shit. There's no yeah. question about that. Yeah, that's 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 exactly right. That's, 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 that's the question. In our favor. 
I think what the one thing that's going to work in our favor coming in 2022 is going to be the uh, mail-in and uh, mail-in voting is going to be greatly reduced. I think that's where a lot of the issues that we well, have that's what the came was. about right. is like, using the mail-in voting because of COVID as an excuse. Well, they're not going to have that capability going to 2022 or 2024. Any of the issues that we have had or we've tried to get addressed, nothing has been decided on the merits of any of the cases that have been brought forth in the individual states uh, right. that were contested. Everything has been based on some technical state rather than the merits of the case at all. We've yet to go that far. Yeah, I agree. I think that's where they cheated. They cheated on the mail-in. I mean, you know, how many people we personally know that got mail-in ballots that they didn't request and even got ballots in other people's names? And uh, they're like, what the hell is this? You know, um, they just sent they sent they sent ballots to everybody on the election roll, dead, alive, gone, moved. Who knows? Um, and and they're cheating. I mean, look, we had uh, John Merrill, the Secretary of State of Alabama, talking about this and how Alabama wasn't going to let that happen because he called it out. He said, "Look, they're going to mail them out, and then you know, Billy Bob in his pickup truck is going to be right behind the mail carrier, pulling them out of mailboxes. You know, and guess what he's going to do." He's going to fill them out with the person he wants to be president. He's going to mail them in. And uh, and that's exactly what happened around the country. And that's exactly what they did in a very organized way in these battleground states. And look, you know, I, I'm an optimist, Jim. I'm an optimist wolf. I, I, I'm probably the, 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 the epitome of that. Um, no matter what the hell is going on, the house can be on fire around me. And I'm like, fucking hey, man, it's a great day. Right. Because um, I'm alive and I'm breathing. You know, shit. There you go. House is on fire, but I'm alive. You know. It's a great day. So I'm, 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 you know, the epitome of an optimist, man. But uh, unless we, unless we get our shit together, we're gonna get our ass kicked again, and, and this country's going down the toilet. I've seen it happen in Latin America. I know what it looks like. I've lived down there. I've traveled down there for, you know, thirty years. Um, you see now that it is irreversible, irreversible damage. You look at Venezuela. You look at Cuba, Nicaragua. You look at Ecuador. You look at Bolivia. I mean, you look at all these countries. Look, look at uh, Peru. They're fighting for their lives to try and keep the left, you know, out, out of power. Um, and they're in power right now. They didn't even, the, the, the Communist Party, you know, never won an election. Now they have a communist president there, uh, you know, because all of the fraud that they've committed. You have all these candidates down there from the right that are being, you know, taken out of the race by the election board to, for fraud. Um, it, it's it's going to happen here. They're going to start taking us out one by one unless we fight back and and you know i think everybody should read jim jim's new book because it is it is the next civil war man i think it Join is going to uh, die i mean that was that was the thing we gotta we gotta quit playing games and and pretending like we can have exactly what we want we can't have exactly what we want we have to take what we can get do the best of it and fight back you know that's yeah. the thing we can't just yell and, and complain and do all that. We have to organize and fight back and, and use the system to the best of our ability because we're not beat yet. We're losing. Don't doubt right. for a second that we're not losing, but we are far from defeated. Hey, uh, gentlemen, I got to jump and, and play work, awesome. but tremendous to be with you. Keep uh, keep uh, keep fighting the fight and uh, and Absolutely. keep everybody informed. Hey, Jim, where can, get their, where can they get your book? It'll be available for Amazon on pre-order at Amazon this week. Um, I'm maybe awesome. today, but no, for sure by Thursday because CPAC starts, and I'm going to sell some then. <laughs> That's right. Well, I'll see you there, man. Sure you I'll see you there. All right. Let me sure you get your copies now before they pull it down. You got there. You go before they ban it. Thanks, gentlemen. Awesome. All right. Take care, Jim. Thank you. Hey, Wolf. So.
here's a challenge, right? So I, I love everything that Jim has to say. You know, he, he's definitely, you know, an optimist. And and, and I agree, we got to fight. I mean, we have to be optimistic about this stuff. But, um, you know, like you said, you know, we're, we're knee deep in shit and, 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 and it's a war and we got to fight for it. Um, but, um, you know, is there going to be a rhino purge in 2022? Because I don't think the rhinos are really, I don't think they really have the best interest of Americans, of conservatives, and especially for the Republican Party, I think they have the, their interest is uh, is is the only thing on their mind. They really don't give a shit about anybody else. I think they're going to try and lean towards. Uh, we we understand what your problems are, but we're not with them. They're going to be as anti-Trump at that time uh, as they can be. I think they're going to try and use themselves as the the centrist approach again. Uh, at that time and say, nope, you know, we're the, the anti-Trumpers. We're not going to allow that to sneak back in. And they're going to use that approach to bring in their audience. But I think they're going to ultimately fail. I think by that time, it's going to be like it was during uh, the midterms in the 80s, where you saw a complete backlash against uh, liberalism and their agenda. And the people are going to see that the policies that the Biden administration tried to invoke and tried to, to work through in his early years were just painful failures. For example, we all know what's coming down the pipe for the Second Amendment and what they're going to be hitting there. I think that is going to be a rallying cry at the time for those pointing towards what uh, is likely to happen if uh, things continue the way they are. And I think that's going to be a death knell for uh, uh, the rhinos at that point. If they're not supporting that kind of... Uh, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, what, what happens to, you know... To, to, to establishment politicians, to the ones that are anti-Trump, we see that the president still has, you know, 87% approval within the Republican Party. Uh, he's got, you know, a lot more approval than any other person in, in, in the party. Um, you know, are people like Marco Rubio going to get primaried in, in, in Florida? Are, you know, we saw Nikki Haley come out with, uh, you know, with that anti-Trump stand, you see all these rhinos now coming out. You, we saw McConnell do what he did. Um, there's With the establishment. Yeah, the establishment theme. They seem to think that okay, Trump is gone. We get our party back now. Is that going to happen? No, that's not going to happen. I, I think that's wishful thinking uh, on their part. Uh, I don't think they fully understand exactly what happened. Um, I think it scared them in this past 26, uh, 2020 election as much because they saw that Trump had garnered a large majority of the party vote, that he was able to rally people. Look at the rallies that he held. Uh, tens cool. of thousands of people in every venue, every single time, without exception. Uh, they came out in large numbers, again, waiting to, to see him. If he was to hold a rally today, it would be the same thing, probably larger because people are going to uh, not have to worry about the COVID situation as much as they did back during the campaign. I think you're going to see a much larger turnout, even if he's not the active person running. I think the fact that he's holding them and doing them in support for whatever candidates happen to be running at the time, I think that's going to be a major play at the time. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's crazy that um, that they they have this, you know, this this hate you know for for lack of a better word you know on the former president 
instead of trying to grow what he grew, right? I mean, he had the best economy in over 50 years. Lowest unemployment numbers for blacks, for Latinos, for women, for Asian. You know, in the history of the country, we had the first time wage growth in over 10 years. Um, you know, he didn't get us in any new wars. He pulled us out of wars. He pulled us out of conflicts. He renegotiated trade agreements. He corrected a lot of the trade deficit. Um, you know, he brought back, you know, tens of hundreds of thousands of, you know, uh, of jobs, you know, in manufacturing. And, you know, he was able to move the needle at the end, right, with Hispanics, with blacks, um, with Asians. Uh, I think even the Jewish vote moved, moved uh, towards Trump. And you see these guys, you know, the establishment guys, instead of trying to capitalize and build on that, they want to destroy it. Why, why is that? I, if you look at what happened since the election, one thing you have not seen is the talks of numbers and what the election held. Have you seen any of the statistics that they usually uh, rave about uh, going through an election? How many of these people voted? What were the percentage of this vote to that vote? I think right. you've not seen that because Trump moved all those numbers toward right. his party at that time. I think he greatly improved uh, the minorities that voted for Republicans. And yeah, I think that if they reflected and reviewed those and published them, I think it would really scare and would really show what he did accomplish. And it also bolstered the fact that there was some shenanigans going on with this election. How can you go from a 9% to an 18 or 19% minority vote uh, uh, percentage and not win? You can't do that. That doesn't hold up uh, to, the, to the logic uh, that we've seen in past years. Where did the where did the yeah. go? Right, that's a, it, it's an impossibility, right? He he goes from uh, what 28 percent or something like that of the Hispanic vote to thirty five. He moves the uh, black vote from nine percent to fifteen or sixteen or whatever it was. You know, he wins. You know, uh, more more districts than than any any other president in the history of the world. Or, you know, the the country. Um, he he won on every single every single uh you know uh, box you know whatever you want to call it and then he loses coincidentally in five of the five of the battleground states all because of this mail-in ballot fraud it's uh um, well, you know if you take the argument that the democrats are making if trump you know got those kind of numbers within the minority different minority factions of voting that means the democrats had to have taken a larger percentage of the white vote they had to have the vote somewhere to come up with the 80, 81 million, whatever they got. And if they didn't right. get them from the minority folks, they had to have got them from who? Who's left? The white faction. That's it. Right. Right. So you can say the Democrat Party is now, you know, the white party. Yeah, it's the elitist party. Well, they are the elitists. I mean, that's all they really give a shit about. I mean, they they like like Jim was talking about, they're losing the the blue collar worker, they're losing the, you know, the common person in this country, the the hard working American who you know, uh, has lost their job, you know, due to this fake shutdown. Um, look, you know, this administration, the Biden administration is going to try and probably, you know, keep things down. Uh, at some point, there's going to be enough screaming and yelling to open this thing back up. But the economy is going to crash. I mean, there's going to be a, a big adjustment because you can't sustain this artificially, um, by by not making by not paying your house right you you got to pay rent the homeowner's got to pay his mortgage 
et cetera, et cetera. And, and eventually that's going to hit the fan. And when that does, there's going to be chaos, right? And uh, the other thing I is... I think what they're banking on is numbers are going to artificially inflate uh, as COVID restrictions and things reduce and the economy starts to come back up. And they're going to claim that because of Biden's policies, we've now got an improvement in the economy. But they're artificial. They're going to hit a plateau very quickly, and they're going to be far below what Trump was able to accomplish. And that's what we're going to have to push is that you guys, even though the economy's come back from COVID, we still haven't received, gotten back to the numbers that Trump had in February of uh, 2020 or the uh, yeah. 2019. Not going to happen. Yeah, and they're not going to be able to do that, right? Because so many small businesses have gone out of business. Uh, they're never going to be able to open back up again. Um, they, they, you know, I've seen like you have and everybody else, so many businesses close. Um, they can't, they can't reopen. So you can open the economy up and what's going to happen. We're, we're seeing a complete adjustment in the commercial real estate space as people yeah. are going to continue to work remotely and uh, businesses and offices are not going to command or require the amount of space that they have in the past. They're going to have a presence somewhere. They're going to have somebody, let's call it the, the beehive, where the people can come in and out as they need to and then go back home and work remotely or in other satellite offices. But they're not, they're not going to see the mass uh, movement to have one central location where everybody has to work. People are not going to want to go through and invest in that for many, many years because we don't know what other types of COVIDs are out there that may come down the pipe that will cause us to, to have some kind of collapse in the future. And we know for a fact that it did come from a lab, right? So I don't know what the hell uh, this uh, the, this whole thing uh, that they're trying to push right now, that it didn't come from a lab. And, that you know, we don't know for a fact that it came from China, that it could have been from somewhere else. I mean, the propaganda coming out of China and, and being parroted by the media here in the U.S. is insane. And you know what? And, and the reason I bring that up is because you mentioned we don't know what else is coming. And you know what? Uh Something else will come, right? Uh, talking to some intel people, and 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 uh, as as we know, uh, they they have been testing us with you know things in the past, and you know testing how we respond, testing how we react, and uh, obviously we didn't do real well with this COVID thing, right? So what's next? What is the next thing they send over, and is that the new type of warfare? And at what time? And at what point do we call it that, right? So we'll see what happens. Look, right now we're at the one year mark that COVID really started to ramp up and we started to see and started to establish, uh, you know, the president's uh, committee or, or group that he set up at the White House to address the COVID situation as we saw it developing in China. It's just one year ago uh, this week that we really started to act and uh, begin to see how things were going to shape up through 2020 at the time. So you're going to see a lot of reflection and a lot of uh People going back and say, what did we do right? What did we do wrong? But the left is going to go in and they're going to say, you did everything wrong. Here's what we're going to do. And it's going to include restrictions on how people want to live their life. Yeah. Oh. And, and somehow it'll involve Fauci, too. I believe that, you know, uh, your buddy, you know. <laughs> hey, Wolf, I appreciate it, man. Thank you for uh, for coming on. It's always a pleasure. We got to have you back more often. Um there is so much to talk about, and uh, and, and like Jim said, we're in the middle of a civil war, so the fight is on, man. Uh, glad to have you on my side. I really appreciate being here. Hope to hope to chat with you again soon. Thank you, sir. Absolutely, thank you.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.